Welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast, presented by basketball fan and Hoosier native Mike Gingrich, where practical, no-nonsense resourcing on social media, business marketing, and life is presented. Because the adjustments made at halftime help you win the game in the second half. Hey, hey, this is Mike Gingrich. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Halftime Mike podcast. You know, every week we try to take a halftime break together to dive into some online social media marketing tips, tactics, and methods for you. Just for you as an owner and a marketer to give you something tangible that you can implement right away. It's all about keeping it practical, doable, leading edge on the Halftime Mike podcast this week. I am especially pleased to have with me Azure Collier, the content manager for Constant Contact. And no, we're not going to talk email marketing, um, although we might get into that a little bit. But today we're going to be talking about one of her specialties and what she specifically does for Constant Contact, and that is the Pinterest marketing strategy. We're going to be talking Pinterest for business, and I'm just excited to have her bring her knowledge. Welcome, Azure. Thanks for having me, Mike. Hey, my pleasure here. We've connected the past few years at Social Media Marketing World and uh, just uh, developed a good friendship, uh, you know, online and then in person. And we're fellow Hoosiers, so there that's, we go. that's a great thing we have in common, too. <laughs> All right. Very good. Yes, and uh, but you're out in the, the great uh, Northeast now, and uh, how's things in the Northeast today? It's hot, but I'm really enjoying it because uh, the Boston area had a pretty rough winter this year, so I'm, I'm really happy that it's summer right now. You know, that, that reminds me. I think that uh, – did I see something that it was somewhere like middle of July where the last snow just melted in, in, in Boston area? Yeah, a couple days ago, we ha there was this giant snow pile where they were putting everything throughout the winter, and it, it really just finally melted a couple oh, of days ago in the yeah, middle yeah. of July. Yeah. All right. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, we want to talk Pinterest today and uh, go into some of the things that have changed in the platform, how businesses are using it, some of the you know ways that you've seen success with it. Are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Now, I want to start at the uh, – Big picture, 30,000-foot view level, and that's just the the overview. Now, I was uh, – you know, I've always watched stats, what's happening in social media trends, and, uh, I, you know, I noted that um, ShareHolic report from end of last year, fourth quarter, uh, 2014, that Pinterest had achieved you no know, number two status in terms of social media refer, second only to Facebook, which has been dominant in that area, but it surpassed all – the others and moved into that number two spot, and I'm guessing that may surprise some in in the listening audience that you know for getting traffic um, to sites, Pinterest is number two out of all of them, above Twitter and uh, Instagram, all those pieces there. So, you know, I'm sure you've seen that statistic. What are your thoughts on this trend for Pinterest, kind of you know rising into that spot? Well, first of all, I, I when I saw the numbers, I was thinking about the particular time of year that those were captured. And that's the fourth quarter of the year, which we all know is the holiday season. Okay. And Pinterest has become a strong social media marketing platform for the holiday season because people are going on there for discovery. They are looking for gift ideas. They're looking for holiday recipes. They're in the feed and things are showing up that are related to what they might be looking to buy or make. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely driving a lot of traffic 
around that time of year. Um, I've even used Pinterest the last couple of years as my holiday wish list board because I know sometimes it's hard for a husband to figure out what to get their wife for the holiday. So I'm making it easy. You could just click and buy. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> You're putting it all together. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, you know, just referring to that particular time of the year, I think that is, has a lot to do with it. But just in general, you know, after people experience it during times like that, during the holidays, uh, they and they've discovered things that they're interested in, it can be a consistent tool that they start to use then to look for information or look for particular products that they're interested in. Uh, one of the reasons is the Pinterest smart feed. Last August, Pinterest introduced its own algorithm, so people might not be aware that actually the pins are not chronological anymore. They're showing up based on a couple of factors, including, of course, the people you're following, uh, pins uh, that are recently pinned as well. Time does play a smaller factor now, but it's also showing you related pins to content you've already been pinning. So that's a, a great thing to take advantage of during the holidays, where if you are marketing during the holidays for your business and you know that there might be things that people are looking for, there's a good possibility if you're pinning right that your content can show up in the feed. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's uh, important to note that, uh, that the algorithm shifts and they're they're trying to help people find more of what they're showing some interest in. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, talking about referral traffic and how Pinterest did rise to the number two spot, I mean – you know, maybe we should just stop and say, why is referral traffic like this a good thing? Uh, well, referral traffic from Pinterest to your website is a great way to extend the reach of your content. Uh, it's another way to get it out there in front of people. People are doing a lot of searching on Pinterest, either for keywords of things that they're looking for. Pinterest also makes it easy for you with their search. They've broken things down into themes. So if you're using keywords of popular themes, if you are finding out what people are interested in in terms of type of content that businesses like yours share, if you're pinning the things that they're looking for, then that's going to help drive people back to your website. And the people who do click on your pins that link back to your website, these are motivated people. You know, there's a couple of steps between clicking that pin and getting to your website. So they really want to know more about you. And they might see something in the feed, they'll click to get it and make the pin larger, take a look at it, what's the description, and then they click to go to your website. Yeah. So that's great for you. These these people are telling you, I am interested in you. I want to know more about what you do or I want to buy from you. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's even more amazing that it's, you know, number two in the referrals with what you just said, that it, that it actually is kind of a multi-step process there. So it's not just like you're seeing something and you're clicking through. I mean, you're, you kind of have to, you see it in the feed, you go to the pin, then you click on the image, you know, so multiple steps. But so you are right. They had to be motivated because they've taken a number of path, uh, you know, positions, clicks to get to you know that site they and they they've shown they are really interested in you if you look at the feed there's lots of things coming at you it's visual overload so if they've clicked on a pin they're really focused and very interested in, in what you're offering okay excellent excellent so you know bringing down a little bit further then what are what are companies doing what are what are you doing you know some of the keys to creating this kind of traffic flow uh you know the, the power of pinterest there so you, you, with the feed, it's, again, really important to get your content found, and you need to have a, a strategy in place, as you would with any marketing. Part of that is the content you're pinning. 
make sure that you're sharing the kind of content that your audience wants from you. And Pinterest has built in tools to help you out with this. If you link your Pinterest profile to your website, then it, the analytics tool will be able to read from your website what kind of content is being pinned, what are people clicking on, where are they going to. So that's really going to help you figure out what to pin to get people to your website. No, let me let me hold you up there just because I think that's good. But let's r- repeat that again. So that's connecting so that you can get analytics. What does someone need to do? Uh, go to the Pinterest for Business website, business.pinterest.com. And there's several tools on there that you can use for business. So one of those is getting the code that you need to put on your website. And that code talks to Pinterest. And so it knows what kinds of content are being pinned and it can give you those analytics on what people are pinning, are they clicking, how many clicks you're getting, you know, what what is it that people are clicking on and wanting to know more about. Okay, excellent. I'll include a link to that in the show notes, but I think that's important for people to know that just by adding that piece of code to their website, that Pinterest is going to help them get richer data on what's working. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So I cut you off there. <laughs> that's okay. Going, you want to expand upon what you were, where, where you were going? That's absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely. There are other couple of other things to keep in mind is that with Pinterest and really all marketing, remember, it's not all about you. It is important to pin your own content and bring people to your products or your services or your blog. But make sure you are balancing that with helpful content from other sources. Curation is a big part of Pinterest as well. What you're doing here with Pinterest is you're becoming a referral resource. You're saying, I'm an expert on this topic. Here are the things I offer, but here are other, here's other information, other pins that can help you figure out what to do, how-to information, but also support the lifestyle around my certain topic or area of interest. So it's giving you a really full picture of the the topics that you're interested in, your expertise, and just giving people more options out there, uh, instructional information, helpful information, and helping them enjoy the, the lifestyle around what you do. Okay, excellent. And, you know, maybe just a practical question. How does the, you know, text descriptions uh, play a role have importance in in a pin. That is a great question. All of the keywords you use in every place on Pinterest are important. Starting with your profile, the description of your business, uh, those those keywords will help pe- bring people to you. The boards that you create, the name of the board. Uh, and on Pinterest, sometimes people might get cute with their board names, but it's really important more to be practical with your board names and your board descriptions. Because if if you call something, uh, you know, cool places to visit, but you want to show them your locations, you know, name that city, um, our locations in Chicago or whatever it is. And that way people will be more likely to find you based on the name of the board and your descriptions. So everything, the, the, the description of the pin, the description of the board, the description of your business. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got a little reminder that accidentally went off. Yeah, um, no, so, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I like that. But, uh, so, so it's just funny to think about, but it's you're articulating this that's on Pinterest, this visual uh, social network. Text is important. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and it's how people are doing search. That's the 
that's where it ties in. When people type keywords in that search bar or they're clicking on the suggested topics that Pinterest offers in its menu on, uh, in the search, um, the visuals help tie that together. But first, you have to find something that's labeled with the information you want. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, Pinterest is relatively long, young, I should say, but it's been around a number of years and it's developed, changed uh, quite a bit over the course of that time. How have you seen, what are, what have been some major steps, changes that you've seen maybe the last, you know, two to three years? When I first got on Pinterest, uh, a lot of these uses are still here, but it was mostly pinning things about your hobbies and pinning recipes and, and things you like and you know that uh, a, a virtual pin board, virtual cork board of, of things that you're interested in. And that's still there. It's still a big part of it, but it's really changed into a visual search and discovery tool. Pinterest can help consumers, users find exactly what they're looking for because those visuals come together with those keywords. And so if you do a search on Pinterest, if you did a search uh, for the same type of words on Pinterest as you would on Google, and I'm just talking a regular Google text search, the difference is Pinterest pulls up all these great images right away. And so this visually helps you narrow down to exactly what you're looking for. On Google, you've got to read a lot of text and take a lot of time to get to the information you want. The visuals really help make that search a lot easier in Pinterest. And people are doing a great job at labeling exactly what's in that pin. So you can find the product or the information you're looking for much quicker when you match those visuals to the search term you just used. Okay. All right. No, I like that though. That's uh, So you're, you're seeing how it's becoming a, a actual valuable search entity in itself just because of, of that matching of images and text and then the ability to, to quickly, we, we know our brains process images a lot faster. So being able to see results in image base to narrow down what you're looking for just by going through images quickly. Absolutely. And this is a stat that gets thrown around a lot, but 90% of the information delivered to the brain is visual. So we're looking at those images first and then figuring out what the text is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, anything else you want to note that's kind of a big evolution shift in the last, uh, you know, two to three years? The introduction of things like promoted pins and recently buyable pins. Yeah. So of course, all social media platforms are encouraging businesses to purchase ads and Pinterest is no different. So that's something that has come up in the last three years that, that's, that's new and different that businesses didn't have the option to do before. Uh, Viable pins were just released a couple of weeks ago, and, and I don't believe that's mainstream yet. I think they were just working with a couple of retailers like Nordstrom and Macy's to get that done. But viable pins put fewer steps between people finding your products on Pinterest and buying them. It's really easy for them to click. There's a buy button on there, and they can get to your product right away, and you get the money. Yeah, no, I've I've read about that, and I think it is still just in the, kind of that small group, but the potential for e-commerce there is huge. I, yeah. I think just because they're actually that they're tying it to your product that's on your site, but but you actually can can buy. I guess I mean check out right there on Pinterest. Just you know, is that the concept? Yeah, and think about people are using Pinterest for shopping. They're shopping for things. Yeah. If you use 
something like Google, the search engine, like I just mentioned, to search for something, maybe you're looking for a purple coat for the winter. You're going to have to go through everything that's labeled purple coat that people click on a lot. But if you did it on Pinterest, you'd be able to see these are the products that match what I'm looking for and then right away know what you want to buy. And you have less work to do as a consumer to find what you're looking to buy. Yeah. Okay. A shopping tool. And and I know it's uh... – you know, just with that small group now, but you would think that they're going to try to, you know, get that out before the holidays, potentially. I mean, it seems like a big potential for holiday boom for marketers. Definitely. That that will be so helpful to people, uh, to businesses that are selling products and services that people are looking for around the holidays. So hopefully they'll expand that and offer that to more businesses. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, I, I kind of wanted to, you know, talk about that, like the, the e-commerce use, the uh, those types of tools that Pinterest has. Um, so the Bible pins is something new. It's only to a limited group right now. Promote pins anybody can do. Uh, what what's a business need to be aware of? Uh, you know, like with analytics, we had to add a piece of code to our website. So if we want to get any other items set up, what what do we need to be doing with our site for business uses to make it, you know, valuable with the tools that Pinterest has? Well, definitely that first step, connecting Pinterest to your website and taking advantage of the analytics that it offers. Check those analytics regularly. Get that idea of what people are liking that you're pinning. It's possible that could change. So that's why it's important to keep tabs on that. There are trends, there are fluctuations in what people are interested in. And The Pinterest analytics will tell you some really interesting things that you might not be aware of. For example, other other boards and other businesses that people follow. And you can get a chance to follow those businesses as well. So what is it about their content that people are interested in? And what can you learn from that to shape your content and get people to pin and interact with your website and buy from you? Yeah. Uh, The other thing you can tell is what kind of platform are people using on Pinterest when they're interacting with your site. Are they on mobile or are they on desktop? That's really interesting information that you can use as well. Uh, Yeah, to make sure, you know, and that leads to other things, making sure that your pins are mobile friendly, that they can be read, that they can be seen, that the first couple of keywords that you use are very important and very relevant to the pin because the rest of that description is going to get cut off in that tiny mobile app space. And then making sure that experience from there continues to your website, that you've got a mobile friendly website that it's accessible, that it's readable on a smartphone, and that people can make a transaction or read your blog or click on something and be able to continue that interaction with you on their phone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. That's good stuff. Now, um, as you know, someone is going to use Pinterest for their business and they're thinking about, you know, how frequently should I pin? Are there keys? Are there important things that they should be aware of in terms of frequency of posting, you know, on a weekly basis? One of the tools that I use to find out optimal times and days for our audience is Tailwind. And that's a tool that you have to pay for. And there are other Pinterest tools out there that you can connect to your Pinterest profile and it'll track when people are clicking, when they're interacting with your content. So that's something I keep track of that I'm checking in on a lot to see when are people most interacting with our content. It's not as 
big a factor as it used to be when it was chronological, but it still is a factor of the smart feed. So making sure that you hit those popular days and times. And something that I do is if there's content I really want people to see and get out there and click and go back to our website to check out, I pin those at the highest uh, populated times and days of our followers. So when they're most active, I want them to see the content that is important to us for them to see and interact with. So making sure I, I time those pins for those times. Okay. As far as pinning frequency, it's if you pin once in a while, it's really not going to help you. So making sure that you're pinning at least a couple of times a week, uh, don't overload it because even though it, there is the smart feed and it's not looking chronologically as much as it is before. I have seen times in the feed where somebody is pinning a whole bunch of identical type of looking pins and then it's this big chunk of my smart feed and it, you know, it's this same pinner over and over again and that gets frustrating to a user uh, because they're, they're, all these pins are dumped at them at the same time. Yeah, okay. All right. And, you know, uh, frequency pinning images ultimately has to come back to having images and you want those images linked through to your website so are there tips for images on your website related to making them you know pinnable that's a great question because you're pinning things from your website but you also want to make your website pinnable so making sure that you've got beautiful images that people can pin, that they're well done, that it, even if you're writing something like a blog post and maybe you don't have a photograph for that, um, maybe you go, you can use a stock photo for that, or you can create an image with just a background or solid background and the blog post title. And that way people can pin that blog post title. And that's the first thing they're going to see in the feed when they see that pin, they'll read that title, they'll know that's a topic I'm interested in. So making sure that you've got things for people to pin because whether you're on Pinterest or not, people are pinning from your website uh, and you want to make sure that the content that they pin is, is what you want out there. So not only the beautiful images, but making sure that they're labeled correctly, that you're using good alt text because if people are lazy and they just pin an image and it's got you know, photo one, two, three, four, seven, eight, that's not uh, helping you with the keywords in getting people to search and have that pin come up in a search. So making sure that your photo names are labeled with good keywords uh, and that there's good descriptions with those photos. So that content, that text will carry over as well. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And is there like a, a minimum size? Uh, well, it's recommended that your images be longer instead of you know, small and wide. So the longer images really stand out in the Pinterest feed. They take up a lot of real estate, especially if you're thinking about mobile. Things like infographics are going to get more attention because they're taking up more of that space in, in the screen in the smartphone. Mm -hmm. One thing I would do is start with a tool an image tool like Canva, which is a free tool, and PicMonkey as well. Those are great free tools that you can use to create and edit images. Canva has lots of templates for different social media networks. They're all displaying visual content at different sizes. So you can start with Canva's Pinterest pin size and see if that works for, for you. But you can always go in there and set your own dimensions later on. But their Pinterest template is a good place to start for creating pins. Excellent, excellent. All right. And I mean, that kind of weaves us into uh, what I want to talk about in the final topic, and that's just kind of some best practices, um, other things. You probably already mentioned some of these with this list here, but any best practices you want to recommend 
that comes from you know what you've learned, all your expertise doing this for you know constant contact and and running their uh, Pinterest account. Well, you definitely need to make time for Pinterest. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. So make some time, even if it is. 20, 30 minutes every day to pin things, but also look through the Pinterest feed, repin other people's pins. They, they really do like it when a business pins their content. It's a, a little way of you know, flattering them saying, oh, we thought what you pinned was interesting too. So we're going to repin it on our board. Make sure you make time for interaction. If people comment on your pin, continue that conversation with them. Make sure that you're not just pinning your content, but you're looking every day for curated content. And that curation could come from repinning, but it could also come from different sources that you read regularly about your business or industry, some things that you think that other people might find helpful. You can pin those as well. Again, those keywords, very, very important. Make sure you're using the right ones that are going to get your images found. Uh, using Beautiful eye-catching images is something you want to keep in mind, too, on a daily basis. Create images ahead of time if, if you want to. Um, you could use, again, stock photos. There's plenty of free stock photo sites. There's also some paid sites as well. But smartphones have really great cameras, so you can always take a picture with your phone of something going on at your business or a product and use that, pin that image, and link it back to your website as well. Okay. No, I like that idea. So, and again, I mean, that's just being aware of the positioning of your camera, taking those in that uh, portrait, the longer style, and and, you, and you, so you can pin right from the app then to your account. Yeah, absolutely. And one other thing I would mention too is rich pins. Rich pins are really great in helping get your content found and making sure it's labeled correctly. So Pinterest has a diff couple of different types of rich pins. And this is another thing that involves putting some code on your website to be able to talk to Pinterest. But uh, the kinds of rich pins it has are product pins, place pins, movie pins, recipe pins, and article pins. So what rich pins do is it allows Pinterest to talk to your website and pulls in information that you already have on that web page. So we have rich pins on our blog and it's anybody who pins content from our blog, the blog post title is automatically going to be pulled into that pin. So that's another way to ensure that people are using the right keywords. If you've got them in that blog post title, that's great. They're going to automatically appear with that pin and they're searchable and it'll pull a little, uh, the little logo from your website too, the little logo that pop that you'll see in the, uh, internet browser. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's branding it for you. And the great thing about those of you who sell products using those product pins, it pulls in the price of the product as well. And if you change the price on your website, the rich pin will recognize that and update the pin, but it also notifies everybody who pinned that product by email and they'll say this item you pinned it's on sale now and here's a link to that pin and makes it really easy for people to remember these products that they pin they might have forgotten about and with just a couple of simple steps they can go through and buy your product hmm. excellent excellent i think that's uh yeah i think uh you know again rich pins have a ton to offer i think a lot of these tools are things that many businesses may not be thinking about i mean they some people can still think of pinterest as you know back in that uh Hobby um, corkboard, as you mentioned, is kind of you know putting some things up there or the wish list things. But uh, we're talking about some actionable business items here to get in front of people with uh, you know some rich searches and to have some streamlined things. Once you hook those pieces up, your, your price updates automatically, and that, that's pretty powerful stuff. Definitely. 
and think about the users who are using Pinterest too. They're really thinking about showing off who they are. This is these are things I'm interested in. This is what I want to know about. These are things I have purchased. These are things I want to purchase. A, a lot of people are using Pinterest for planning what comes next, either buying things, things they want to buy for an upcoming season or a wedding or Christmas or things like that, uh, decorating their house. So it is a nice way for people to show off you know, what they're about, what they're interested in, but it's a great planning tool that people use as well. They might pin something today and act on it later, but at least they're continuing a conversation with you. They're, they're going to be more likely to remember what they're interested in purchasing from you when they go back to their Pinterest board. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, and it really is diverse. I mean, uh, a lot of times people can think, you know, well, I don't have that type of uh, crafty product. I mean, but, but you're seeing success. Uh, with constant contact, and again, you guys are a you know an online service. I mean, so it's not something you know physical, uh, but but you're seeing success with it. I've worked with uh, you know clients, a, a landscaper for instance, and uh, they're doing well on Pinterest because again, they're they're posting finished you know landscape projects and people are pinning those for ideas and and you know regionally that's connecting to them i work with a fencing company that um same thing success on pinterest because people are getting ideas when they see pictures of how you know fencing is used different styles of fence they want to remember uh, you know lots of uses that way I think that's a, a great example, too, because there's a lot out there on the Internet. Uh, my husband and I right now, we're repainting the first floor of our house, the different rooms. And there's a lot of information that we're looking for. And, you know, does this kind of couch go with this kind of wall color? If you're doing searches and you're finding images of, of things like that, of projects, capturing them on a Pinterest board is really helpful to go back later and can, you know, continue working on that project and, and finding exactly what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very rich time here, Azure. I think this has been uh, awesome here. I'll look forward to compiling these notes and some links and things to, to get out to our audience. I think we've given them some actionable things. I want to kind of shift and wind down now back to do you personally a little bit here. And uh, let's just touch base on your social media. What's what's your go to social media platform? Well, I'm a little bit biased because I am uh, running Pinterest and Instagram for Constant Contact, so I'm in both of those a lot. Yeah. But right now, those are my go-to social media platform personally and pro professionally, of course, because I'm in them every day, But uh, so professionally. But personally, things like my repainting project uh, at my house, Pinterest is a great way for me to – refer back to that project and, and help me figure things out uh, and, and do searches for really everyday things, you know, recipes to cook with. Uh, where do I want to travel to? Uh, so gathering all that information and really making things easier, organizing things and um, becoming a bookmarking yep. spot for me to, to refer back to. With Instagram, uh, I, I think people sometimes now are having Facebook fatigue and Twitter fatigue because they've been around for a while and people have their own personal pet peeves about what appears on Facebook and the algorithm and the flood of information on Twitter. Instagram's a different space right now. It is chronological order. There is no algorithm right now. And the content that's on Instagram, it's people aren't posting rapidly and they're not posting all the time. When you're posting on Instagram, you're really giving some thought into what you're sharing there. And so the content does get a little more thought and people are not just going to post terrible looking images. They're really going to take the time to make something that's visually pleasing. So that's another place that I'm going to mm -hmm. to find out 
more about what people are doing, seeing behind the scenes. Uh, with Instagram, they've up, made some great updates to the app where you can go because it's not an algorithm, because it's not going to show you posts from the businesses you're interacting with, you can choose to go to Instagram profiles and select to get notifications when that user posts a new photo on Instagram. So that's a great way for me to keep up because I'm not on Instagram every second of the day, but I can see those notifications on my phone and yeah. say, oh, that person posted a new picture and I can go and check out what it is. Okay. They follow and, and track along some of your special interests. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, excellent. All right, now uh, that's your go-to right now. But let's uh, let's talk about what you see coming. It's the emerging new social media network that's you know come out recently that you think can be a key player in the next uh, year, two years. Streaming video is really getting a lot of attention right now. Live streaming video. Yeah. It's been around for a while, but new apps like Periscope and Meerkat are just making it really easy for people to stream live, live video with their phones. You don't have to have certain skills. You don't have to have fancy equipment. You have your phone. Everybody's got a phone and they can do live video right now. And video is, you know, visual content is really going to get you the most attention and engagement on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a, a service like Periscope or Meerkat allows you to do video right now. And it's such a new platform. People are just checking it out just to see what it's about. You can get notifications of people they follow if they're doing a live video right now. It's a great way to do just some spontaneous Q&A or to show off what's going on at an event or your business. So I think that's something where I'm seeing a lot more talk about more interest yep. in we've uh, experimented with periscope at constant contact we've done a couple of q a sessions and saved those videos and then that's live content when you're broadcasting it but you could use that down the road for other types of content after we've done an instagram q a we write a blog post about it and then embed the video in there so this is content that you can create once but then use in multiple places yeah there's there's the efficiencies and the, the power of uh you know repurposing or uh, just to using in other places yeah okay absolutely. excellent all right now uh pinterest we covered here but uh, i also want to give you a time a little chance here why constant contact you're the content manager and you are at constant contact um give me your quick on a, why a business should consider constant contact Sure. So Constant Contact offers a do-it-yourself online marketing system, and you use our products to create and manage campaigns. Now, we're best known for email marketing. You can use our tool to easily create and send mass email. You can send newsletters and announcements and updates, but also things like special promotions, offers, online surveys and polls to get feedback. And you can promote and manage your events using Constant Contact. We've got registration tools, payment acceptance, invitations. It's all in one place. And the great thing about using our marketing tools is your contact database, you can use that to send out those campaigns, those newsletters, those event invitations, those special promotions to your entire contact database and keep track of that all in one account. And in addition to the marketing tools that we have for email and all of those other uses, there are some social tools in place as well to help you extend the reach of your campaigns to also share them on Facebook, also share them on Twitter, share them other places. And tools built in for your readers to promote your emails for you to share those emails that you're sending out on Facebook and Twitter and, and wherever else that they're they happen to be okay now I like that so uh, you know my synopsis of that is uh, constant contact more than just email 
Absolutely, we, we are. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, Azure, I want to thank you for being with me today and uh, for you know just delivering some some rich uh, value on Pinterest and uh, you know even talking about. We got into Instagram a little bit there and uh, just what uh, is happening with the live streaming uh, landscape there, what's coming there. So it's just thank you very much for all that you've uh, brought today. Thanks for having me. Excellent, excellent. All right, folks. Hey, with that, I want to call a wrap on this week's episode of the Halftime Mike podcast. I'm going to have the show notes with uh, links to a lot of things we talked about here. As always, I appreciate your support. If you found this valuable, please hop on over to iTunes. You can get there through any of the podcast links and uh, on my blog, and that will give you an opportunity to, to give me a, a rating there, a review, so that I can inc- increase my exposure. So I really appreciate that. Love to hear from you. Come on over. Uh, leave us a site. Leave us a site. Leave us a comment on my site. That's what I meant to say. And uh, we'll be glad to follow up with you. Until next week, I am Mike with the Halftime Mike Podcast. Now remember, it's always about something practical and doable. So what's the one or two key takeaways that you heard in this podcast with Azure that you need to write down and then act on this week? Write them down. Go do them. This is Mike. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Halftime Mike Podcast with Mike Gingrich. Remember, what you do in the second half can change the outcome of the game. Does your business need resourcing, tools, and social media consulting? Then visit MikeGingrich.com. Want to have Mike speak at your next event? Visit MikeGingrich.com slash speaking. Join us again for another episode of Halftime Mike. You're no nonsense guy to victory on the court of life.